This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say Authenticity Guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know that it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Identity, a series brought to you by ID Magazine. Join me, Mahari Seward, ID Senior Fashion Features Editor, as I explore the enduring legacy of some of the last four decades' most influential subcultures. In this week's episode, we're taking you to Lagos, Nigeria, to explore how Alte has shaped the look, sound, and above all, vibe of African pop culture. In Nigeria, we're not really encouraged to express yourself exactly how you should express yourself or how you want to or how you feel like you should. These set of trailblazers, it just seemed like a bigger pool. For us, it was like a creative hub. We open doors, you're free, like, do what you want to do, like... It was photographers, it was videographers, it was fashion designers that were all mingling their minds and like combining their thoughts to project this new version of Nigeria that, you know, the Y2K and the internet had kind of evolved into. If I'm just being myself and doing the things I understand to do, I could make a world for myself. I'll tell you, if you know, you know. And if you don't, you've probably been exposed to it without even realizing. How? Well, the Alto scene has incubated some of Africa's contemporary cultural agenda setters. Cruel Santino, Motherland, Moa Lola, and even Grammy Award winner Andriana collaborator Thames. They all have roots in what is without doubt one of Nigeria's and West Africa's most prolific subcultures. While Alto has often been described in terms of the music it's associated with, the thing is, it's bigger than that, encompassing fashion, art, and much, much more. In a sense, it's easy to talk about Alte in terms of what it's not. A key to what it is, however, lies in its name. A riff on the word alternative, it's exactly that. More than an aestheticized subculture, it's a lifestyle, a way of being. Born in response to the conservatism of the Nigerian mainstream, Alte was driven by a generation that grew up on an eclectic diet of dial-up internet, Y2K-era MTV, and 90s Nollywood, and who sought to express their hunger for non-conformity and self-determination through music, fashion, and art. These days, Alte has broken through in a big way, with the biggest stars in more mainstream Afrobeats and Afropop, now some of the biggest in the world, looking to Alte for inspiration. But how, exactly, did a once peripheral clique of Lagos cool kids come to define the world's understanding of what Africa looks and sounds like? And given its notoriously amorphous nature, what is Alte today? So, I just want to make it like so clear that Alte is literally just vibes, right? Obviously, it's gotten like a whole global attraction and everything, but if we're talking about how we started, it was literally just a group of people 
thinking, mm, I really just don't want to be mainstream. That's Ashley Akoli, a 25-year-old Lagos-based creative director, model, stylist, artist, a bona fide multi-hyphenate, if you will, who's worked with the likes of Lil Sims, Bong Jayar, Moa Lola, as well as global mega brands like Victoria's Secret. Since first discovering the Alte scene around 2017, when a chance encounter with Cruel Santino led to a collaboration on one of his music videos, she's played a key role in shaping the eclectic style sensibility that Alte is renowned for. So, like, it's just a group of people that are like, okay, well, I want to show that there are other sides to me than just the conventional, regular Nigerian. And we're like, okay, let's do it. At heart, Alte is about celebrating individual taste and style. Tracing its roots leads you back to the late noughties with the emergence of Lagos-based teen groups like DRB Laskidi, LOS and Showdown Camp. But its boom time was to come a few years later. A key inflection point in Alte's development came in 2014 with the release of Paper, a track by DRB Laskidi member Bodge, in which the term Alte was heard for the first time. Here's Teasy, a fellow member of the group, as well as a record label executive and entrepreneur, on what those early days of Alte looked like. 2014 to 2016 was when that evolution first started happening. You know, there was the there was artists like um, the Show Them Camp, Crow Santino, artists like Odunsi, um, Lady Donnelly, um, obviously myself, DRB Lasgiri. We were just kind of doing something that was counterculture to the movement. And, um, you know, we attracted like-minded people. So was what you were doing generally well-received at the time? Even though there was like a growing underground, we were always, you know, I would say we were ignored as a community. And instead of like, you know, moping around and crying about it, what we did was like come together to put on shows that celebrated our own culture. And, you know, by the time we did the first ones, we realized that, you know, there's more people like us than you actually anticipated. The irreverent, freewheeling approach to creating that's seen across Alte artists is rooted in a proud lineage that far predates the subculture itself. While the arrival of Alte certainly felt like a fresh chapter in Nigeria's pop cultural history, it was, in many ways, a natural consequence of Nigeria's incredible cultural wealth. Interestingly enough, Nigeria has always had really great creators, whether it's been painters like, um, you know, Chris Ophili, or, you know, whether it was like authors like um, Wale Shoyinka or, you know, people like that, or Fela Kuti. We've always had, you know, outstanding creatives who have kind of like molded global culture in a certain way. When it comes to like alternative music in Nigeria, there's been generations of it. Obviously, because they're just like everywhere else, there will always be a people who are in an industry that are just doing things their own way. That's music artist Adunsi the Engine, one of the eminent figures in today's Alte scene. He's been a pillar of it since first getting involved as a teenager during the early 2010s. I think the era when I came into it was just like, whether coincidentally or not, a very like pivotal point, you know, young Nigerians making music, taking charge of their creative control, creative direction. Nigerian pop had hit a new peak. We had like newer, younger artists. We had Davido and Whiskey like breaking out and teenage bands like DRB, LOS, 
These these were people still in high school, by the way. So that had a massive impact on like everybody around because you could see people that you knew from your school basically just being superstars. So how would you describe your sound? Everyone has like different styles. Well, what I think set me apart or what drew people to me was, I guess, like the future nostalgia style that like, you know, I developed over time. So it sounds like stuff you heard before, but it's like mixed with like elements of things that you never heard before, which is kind of like my personality. So it's like there's always a lot of like way back and then a lot of like ahead of time kind of things. Remember now, Adinti started making music in the early 2010s, a time when internet access and cable TV was becoming a norm in households across Lagos, subjecting the city's youth to a whole new world of references, literally. That mix of information actually is what I would give credit to that has made this very unique style that is influencing the world right now. I think it's very unique just mainly because of that. So it's only a certain kind of people who gravitated to it at first before it it touched the rest of the world. And I think that's the major reason is that there were some young people from Nigeria or Lagos who lived here, who interacted day to day as Nigerian and was exposed to like cable TV, for example, and like Cartoon Network or like American TV shows. And then also watching Nollywood movies and then listening to Nigerian music and then listening to American music and then listening to English music. And like, you know, just having all of that mixed in your head. By the time you're in your late teenage years, you have a very unique perspective of the world. Amid that mix, there is, however, one particular influence that Alte Acolytes unanimously agree upon as a foundation. Nollywood, the world's second largest film industry in terms of output after Bollywood. Yep, you heard that right, it's bigger than Hollywood. And just as millennials and Gen Z fashion fans in the global north have been mining the archive of late 90s and noughties red carpet moments over the past decade, Nollywood's canon of typically low-budget, high-drama films has become a natural repository for Nigeria's Alte youth. I, I feel like I have a lot of insp- inspiration from old Nollywood. Like, so old Nollywood was like impeccable. Like the fashion was just crazy. It was so cool. That's Ashley Okoli again, whose looks channel the vibe of some of Nollywood's leading ladies, like Regina Askia, Genevieve Naji, and Rita Dominic. Not that that was ever her intention, though. I didn't even realize that that was like what I was channeling until everybody started telling me, oh, damn, she's giving. Because there's this particular actress from back then that everybody say I look like. I don't know if it's because of the brows or like the short skirt, but they always refer- reference that. So it kind of like made sense because I watched a lot of that growing up. And she wasn't alone. The flicky bobs and pencil thin eyebrows you'll see Alte girls wearing by the dozen. Google Caroline Ekenem Naughties for the original look. And anyone you see pulling off a Gucci monogram miniskirt has Genevieve and Naji to thank. Of course, while many of these references are pretty much common knowledge among Nigerians, their transfer to a new generation has been helped by a clutch of wildly popular Instagram accounts that are archiving Nollywood's most iconic looks. Here's a dancey again. Shout out Nolly Babes as well, and Young Nollywood. I think in everything that's been going on to, those two have also, you know, put in some influence because 
they were able to like put together well that's not even just like style in terms of fashion just in terms of language like what I was talking about like the language and getting everyone able to like be familiar with it again and then it kind of united a lot of young people in terms of like expression you know and we were able to see like oh this is why I do this this way this is where I saw this at kind of thing While Alte is as authentically Nigerian a cultural expression as Nollywood, it wasn't actually at home that it first caught on. Nigeria's global diaspora is one of Africa's largest, figuring around the 17 million mark. But what impact did that have on Alte? As mentioned earlier, the scene was spearheaded by a group of extremely online artists who used the internet as a fresh, world-spanning pool of references, but also as a means to bring the work they were making to the world. For an audience of young Nigerians living far from their homeland, seeing and hearing sounds and videos that felt truly global and inherently African at once was a watershed moment. Yeah, I definitely feel that. That was also something that kind of led to its global appeal. Here's Teasy. Alte got big outside of home before it really caught fire inwards. It's, it's kind of something that, you know, people from the Alte community kind of get criticized is that, you know, they're more revered overseas than they are at home. And, um, you know, that was something that was always kind of upsetting for us. But I think just knowing that the diaspora was seeing the work that we were doing and they were showing love usually tends to have a positive effect on what people think in Nigeria. Because, you know, when people in London or Paris or, or, or Toronto are like, oh, this shit is super dope. Yo, these Niger guys are doing some dope things. It's reflect back home as well. Suddenly, Alte was on the map. But it wasn't just the music that was driving people to it. In fact, it was also the style. After all, fashion has always played a crucial role in wider Nigerian society. I don't even think that's like an Alte thing. I think it's a Nigerian thing. So just as a Nigerian dressing has just always been so important. <laughs> Like, it's, it's ingrained in, like, the culture because we speak so many languages, many tribes, many cultures. So we, I think we're always trying to find ways in which we could say more without saying too much, which is why the Pigeon English is extremely popular. So I think fashion is kind of also like that because it's like you get to say so much in so little time with, you know, however you put together what you're wearing. It isn't really the attention invested in fashion that makes the Alte look distinct. It's the way that fashion and beauty are used to rally against the country's conservative social conventions. In a deeply religious society, roughly split between followers of Islam and Christianity, short skirts and heavy makeup looks on girls and tennis ball buzz cuts and baggy pants on boys become tools of active dissent, as Ashley explains. When I got into this scene, a lot of people weren't dressing as, like, free. Like, short skirts, 
bold eye looks like my thin eyebrows like i just used to dress exactly how i felt because i because i i was not like a music artist i had to find other ways to like express myself that wasn't the regular way and that came in like my fashion and my makeup looks and how did people respond to the kind of looks that you were pulling back then i got a lot of like backlash in the beginning for like oh i looked scary i looked like a witch that why am i dressing like that literally that was it and now if you, if you can see with the mainstream artists there's a lot of mainstream artists that nigerian artists that are now you know expanding and trying to like not be basic i guess because i would say then everything was just so basic but now like you get people trying to find style and like fashion in different ways looking at today's most established afrobeats and afropop artists you'll notice that they've taken direct cues from Alte style. And that's largely down to them enlisting the help of stylists like Ashley and Daniel Abassi. Here's Teasy again. You know, someone like Remmer or a Fireboy or an Omale, you can say their style, their aesthetic, their mold. If they came out when we came out in 2015, 2016, they would have been boxed into the Alte, the Alte um, category for sure. But now when you come out in 2019, 2020, like a couple years later, where that style, that aesthetic, that method of doing has now trickled down into the youth so much that even the youth don't see it as altered. They just see it as, oh, that's normal. That's just my style. That's just how I dress. That's just how I sound. It's this style identity that has affected the way Alte is perceived by the mainstream. The most important thing the evolution has done is shown that it's more than about the music, the sonical thing that people bring to the table. It's more about the lifestyle the freedom of being, the freedom of creativity, you know, the challenge and the norms that have been presented to us in Nigeria. The Alte state of mind has earned particular traction in the wake of the pandemic, not to mention NSARS, a decentralised social movement that took place in 2020, protesting police brutality and corruption, and serving as a flashpoint in the tensions between the conservative establishment and a youth in pursuit of liberation. While it was a strenuous period for many of Nigeria's young people, this collective experience has seen a wider mainstream embrace of the values that Alte has always stood for. Lockdown really changed a lot of people because people kind of just woke up and they were like, yeah, we really don't, we can't give a fuck. Like we cannot give two shits what everybody else thinks because the thing with Nigerians is like, we have such a herd mentality as well, where it's like every single thing we did then was bashed like crazy. I guess the mainstream Afrobeats that everybody listens to are now like, you know, getting more style, more inspo from this really little community. People are now like, okay, maybe they are not so bad now. But yeah, from like 2020, I feel, I think everybody's mind just like clicked in a little way and they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't really care about what people are saying or what people think. Now, Alte's going global. Increasingly, the stars linked to it aren't just gaining attention from the mainstream, they're becoming such an integral part of it that many no longer associate them with the scene they came from, as Teasy explains. You know, someone like Thames, you said exactly. Thames is someone who, you know, directly derives from the Alte community, Alte space, and now she's a global phenom. But I bet you right now, no one refers to her as like an Alte, Alte artist. I don't even think Thames is considered as an Afrobeats artist, really, in like the Western world. 
in America, I think, you know, she's, they see as Thames, like, you know, she's, she's an R&B singer. She's like Lauren Hill or like SZA or whatever. That's how she's taken on, right? While it's certainly a testament to the global appeal of Alte's pioneering artists, you'd understand if there were a twinge of sadness at seeing one of Africa's most defining subcultures become absorbed by the mainstream. Still, Alte's global popularity is seen as an opportunity to bring a new vision and image of Nigeria and its culture to the world at large. Beyond music and style, this has translated to a proliferation of pioneering cultural initiatives that bridge the African underground, the mainstream, and the world. Perhaps the most distinct example is Native, a polymathic cultural platform founded by TZ in 2016. Native to us is like the voice for the African millennial or Gen Z at home or in diaspora, right? Afrocentric youth culture across film, music, arts, fashion, tech, sports, you know, everything. We just want to represent the new generation of Africa, the new face of Africa. We felt the need to like represent Africa in a good light because, um, you know, there was a lot of platforms who were talking about stuff that was going on at home. But, you know, what's more authentic than you telling your own story? What's more authentic than for us by us? Originally starting as a culture magazine, Native has been a crucial supporter of some of the defining figures in the continent's pop culture. One of the earliest examples? Native's Burner Boy cover story back in 2017. You know, the general consensus at home was, nah, this guy's a write-off. He's never going to be big. Da, 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 da. This time, just because he was approaching the game so much differently than everyone had ever done it. But because, you know, we're so close to the ground and we see what's going on and we see what the kids gravitate towards. And, you know, he was the same age as us. So we understood what he was trying to do. We're the first people he allowed to tell his story. And, you know, today we can stand up tall with our chest and be like, you know, we were the first media house to say Burner Boy was going to be the biggest artist in the world in a couple of years, and he's in that conversation today. Since then, Native has bloomed into a tree-like entity that is at the forefront of bringing contemporary African culture to the world. In a way, its trajectory serves as a perfect allegory for Alte's rise, how it enmeshed with the mainstream, and the guiding role it now plays in shaping it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think for us too, that was the evolution of Native, because initially we started as a culture magazine uh, slash festival that we did every year annually, the Native Land Festival, which was where we celebrated the, you know, the Alta acts with the mainstream acts and um, the acts from overseas. Eventually, we started evolving. You know, we, ha- we now have Native sound system for DJs and creatives to kind of like travel the music around the world. We now have um, our established Native Records. Uh, that's our record label, JV, with Def Jam in the U.S., where we sign artists from our territory and we're able to platform them on a global stage. Alte may no longer be the renegade, countercultural force it once was, but that isn't necessarily something people are mourning. Rather, there's a palpable excitement at seeing its remit expand to global proportions in real time. Tay Iwar, a 26-year-old Alte artist from Abuja, is the latest to be picked up by global phenomenon WizKid, while Odomodu Black, an artist signed to TZ's Native Records, recently hit number one in Nigeria and is on heavy rotation worldwide. And still, the sky is the limit. Against the backdrop of a seemingly insatiable global appetite for contemporary African music, culture and style, not to mention a rapidly liberalising Nigeria, Alte couldn't be more apposite. 
Rather than worry about Alte petering out or becoming an indiscernible facet of mainstream culture, what seems far more likely is that Alte, and the ethos at its heart, will serve as a guiding hand in shaping Nigeria's, and more generally Africa's, cultural output for this generation and for generations to come. You know, the Whiskers, Burna, ETC, they've kind of made it a symbiotic situation where it's like artists like myself and my peers, when we do get into any of these spaces, we just really need to be ourselves and like do things. And we'd probably hit like some crazier milestones that, you know, may have seemed impossible maybe a couple years ago. And we'd just be doing it like easily. Well, I don't think we're going to fizzle out. I don't think anybody's going to fizzle out. I think everybody's just going to keep growing. Ulta is still very much a, I guess, Lagos, Nigeria, little community type thing. But like globally, in like the wider scale, I guess we're just regular people. And, uh, you know, Nigeria is a place where a lot of the things that we see that happen in the Western world haven't been done yet. So... You know, everything is possible here. And I think that's that's the one strength about doing stuff in Nigeria is like everything is still possible. Identity is written and presented by Mahoro Siwi, with additional writing from A.D. Duffy and Amelia Phillips, with art direction by Callum Glende and Alexander Talarcher. The producer was Amelia Phillips, and audio producer is me, Robin This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe you're looking for a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can be confident that real experts are making sure every inch, stitch and logo is authentic. So next time, just look for that blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.